0: Welcome to EASO podcasts. Today, Professor Giancarlo Pruneri is joining us for an EASO podcast on low hormone receptor positive breast cancer. Please take a minute to introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we will uh, talking about a very interesting issue. Uh, that is the uh, low positive luminal breast cancer. I'm Giancarlo Pruneri. I'm a pathologist uh, serving as uh, the director of the Department of Pathology at the National Cancer Institute uh, in Milan. And uh, we will briefly discuss uh, uh, a couple of topics related uh, to these issues.
0: Thanks for joining us. Can you explain what is meant by the title low-positive luminal breast cancer?
1: Low-positive luminal breast cancer uh, is a type of tumor with uh, from uh, 1% to 10% of uh, ER activity. Uh With regard to the definition, it is very important uh, to specify the fact that uh, in a pathology department, This kind of analysis is made uh, usually uh, just in a tissue block by using immunohistochemistry and counting uh, a number of neoplastic cells, uh, assessing ER immunoreactivity in a semi-quantitative way. So what we are evaluating and uh, uh, the data we are giving to the oncologist is just a a semi-quantitative assessment of the expression of a given Uh, biomarker. So uh, ER low positive breast cancer is uh, a subtype of uh, uh, breast cancer accounting from uh, 2% uh, to 3% of all the invasive tumor and uh, let me tell you that uh, these kind of tumors are biological more similar to triple negative breast cancer than to luminal breast cancer so in the definition this would be preferable to omit the term luminal and just uh, stating uh, this uh, um, subpopulation of tumors as ER low-positive breast cancer. In fact, we know very well from studies based on gene expression analysis, then uh, uh, whenever you are analyzing uh, a subpopulation of patients with immunohistochemical ER. assessment ranging from 1% to 10% of expression, most of them uh, are falling within the category of basal-like. There is especially one study in which uh, the PAM50 classifier was used and the others uh, assessed the molecular class by ER status. And they found that approximately 50% of the ER ER-low tumors were basal-like. And then uh, furthermore, 30% of the cases were R2 enriched and just only 8% of the cases were luminal B subtype. So in conclusion, uh, the ER low positive breast cancer subtype is in most of the cases uh, a type of breast cancer that isn't uh, a luminal intrinsic subtype and in most of the cases uh, is falling within the category of uh, uh, triple negative or R2 positive.
0: And can you tell us, is the threshold of less than 10% uniform across the board in the entire oncological um, pathology community?
1: So, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that uh, the threshold is uniform. Let me, uh, first of all, uh, state that, uh, uh, of course, we are following the uh, ASCO guidelines in which uh, it it is uh, stated uh, uh, very precisely that the threshold for uh, considering a tumour as ER positive is 1%. Uh, line, of course, uh, also uh, dictates how to uh, get uh, uh, the definition of uh, ER low positive breast cancer. And, uh, I mean, uh, it is very important to underline the fact that uh, Uh, This kind of evaluation is reflecting probably the heterogeneity of ER expression within a single tumor. So the ASCO guideline is suggesting that whenever you have a case uh, with uh, uh, less than 10% of uh, ER positive cells, you should uh, first of all uh, try to uh, um, ascertain the analytical validity of your evaluation um, and I mean, basically, you had to re-review the controls, uh, asking to a second reviewer to confirm interpretation, and also evaluate if it is possible uh, quantitative digital digital image analysis to confirm the interpretation, and also conf- compare if it is available again the result with what what is was uh, previously. Uh, evaluated in, uh, in uh, uh, previous uh, uh, analysis. So this is because uh, it is possible to have uh, uh, a, some kind of heterogeneity in the expression of uh, ER, and uh, since uh, ASCO is stating that the tumor should be considered as ER-positive when, uh, when there is uh, uh, immunoactivity in at least 1% of the cells, it is very important to ascertain that the results are uh, reliable enough.
0: I see, thank you. Can you give us a little information about the guidelines that are recommended regarding this question?
1: Surely, I mean, it is very important to uh, you know uh, discuss what has been uh, 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 um, reported in the uh, St. Conference in 2021. Uh, the panelists were asked uh, to uh, state uh, uh, which uh, uh, pe- which threshold they use to consider a case as too low and uh, they uh, were split in, in two uh, categories uh, 50 and 50 uh, percent uh, according to the threshold or 1% or 10%. so um, uh, of course, we are, uh, 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 um, we are based in our classification, as uh, uh, we previously mentioned, to the ASCO-CAP classification. And uh, uh, we know that the uh, ESMO uh, guidelines, the NCCN and the IOM guidelines, they basically refers to ASCO uh, classification. So we have uh, uh, two thresholds, uh, 1% in the ASCO classification in our guidelines in order to uh, state that the tumor is ER-positive, and 10% in order to state that the tumor is uh, a low-positive breast cancer. Let me tell you that it, it, uh, that it, uh, it is underlined the fact that it is very important to render the results of your immunostochemical analysis in your daily practice, in the pathology department, not using a threshold in your report, but just stating uh, the raw data. So for example, in my department, we use it to uh, render the ER immunoreactivity in our cancer samples as the percentage, the overall percentage, for example, 5%, 15%, 85%, without uh, mentioning the threshold. And this is because the threshold can, can of course, uh, um, vary according to the uh, data stemming from the clinical trials. So again, it is very important to state that there are very uh, strict guidelines, but uh, that is uh, um, even more important to adhere to this guideline with uh, uh, using a very uh, strict and reliable approach in in the identification of uh, ER immunoreactivity,
0: Would you be able to comment on the two thresholds which are used for defining positive HR status, greater than 1% versus greater
1: than 10%? The 1% nuclear staining cutoff was based on the concordance analysis with the reverse transcription PCR in a clinical trial And uh, it is very important that this concordance was based uh, to 1% of immunoreactive cells. Uh, Later in 2020, the American Society of Clinical Oncology uh, guidelines, as we discussed, adopt this cutoff as the ER ER-positive standard. Um, And however, in the 2020 update guidelines, the expert panel acknowledged that limited data had been shown uh, regarding the benefit of endocrine therapy for tumors with uh, estrogen receptor immunoreactivity from 1% to 10%, uh, which uh, we now termed ER low positive uh, uh, breast cancer. Again, uh, the true threshold uh, are of course important in order to guide clinical decision uh, as we uh, discuss uh, later on uh, in this podcast.
0: Thank you. And the final question is regarding whether there's an implication on the therapeutic approach. For example, how should we be treating these cases? Should they receive endocrine therapy? Thanks.
1: So uh, we know that retrospective and non-randomized studies uh, cannot address the potential benefit of endocrine therapy uh, for at least, uh, you know, uh, the uh, uh, a couple of patients with uh, uh, 1% to 10% of uh, ER uh, positive tumors. Uh, and uh, I mean, we also know that there is a relatively uh, low toxicity of endocrine therapy uh, in general. So uh, uh, even if uh, there is, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, some uh, debate concerning the Uh, benefit of endocrine therapy in a population with a very low level of ER expression. Uh, And uh, we know, on the other hand, that uh, the uh, ER low positive breast cancer patients, they have a gene expression um, uh, pathway that is more uh, resembling that of uh, uh, triple negative basal-like tumors and HER2 positive tumors. Um, We, I mean, we have, uh, uh, we can discuss the treatment of patients with endocrine therapy as well. This is because, as I was telling you, uh, there is a a relatively low toxicity in endocrine therapy. and, uh, And then there is also the desire to minimize false negative results. And we have been discussing... Uh, on the fact that, uh, given to uh, intratumor heterogeneity, uh, we should be, uh, you know, very careful in interpreting the results whenever there is a very low uh, ER positivity. So uh, we know, for example, that given starting from this consideration, the Sangal panel um, still uh, uh, keep on uh, recommending. Uh, the uh, supporting potential benefit uh, of uh, endocrine therapy, even in cases with uh, uh, a low uh, ER uh, positivity. So uh, it is still uh, still is very important to report the threshold and uh, uh, and uh, discuss with uh, the patients the potential benefit uh, of this kind of of treatment. Let me also add that uh, nowadays we have been uh, discussing on the uh, potential benefit of, C- of cdk 46 inhibitors in the adjuvant setting. The data are still you know, not so solid, uh, but it has been reported that possibly, and especially in the monarchy Trial, uh, the level of ER positivity and PGR positivity may influence uh, uh, the response of uh, uh, two uh, CDK46 inhibitors in the sense that uh, uh, the higher um, the level of ER and PGR, uh, the lower the level of uh, the, the, the benefit of the CDK46 inhib- inhibition. So, in conclusion, um, of course, uh, uh, the, posi- the, the uh, positivity in uh, uh, less than 10% of uh, of the cells for uh, estrogen receptor, um, you know, should uh, uh, should push uh, to a more close, and more precise evaluation of uh, uh, the immunohistochemical results, and also to uh, a consideration of giving of giving or not endocrine therapy or in the future cdk 46 6 inhibition uh, to our patients. Um, this, in my opinion, uh, should also uh, uh, push you to a more uh, comprehensive approach of uh, uh, endocrine-positive tumors. Uh, still now, until now, we have been just evaluating ER, uh, PGR, Ki67, and r 2 Possibly in the future, it would be uh, more, you know, um, uh, uh, informative uh, to add to this traditional uh, evaluation. Um, uh, biological assays, including uh, gene expression profiling, and if it is safe, uh, available, uh, genomic uh, data.
0: Thanks again for being here with us. We hope you enjoyed this EEZO podcast. Please remember to follow us on social media for information regarding our upcoming podcasts. Thank you. Thanks for listening and see you soon on the EASO website.